Street Hockey Radio, that's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, let's just get right into it, gang, because uh, we're shorthanded tonight. We are without Charlie O'Connor, uh, low energy Craig not here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hate so to it's, see uh, it. So it's, it's ladies night here at BSH Radio. I am joined by the fly-by-herself, Kelly Hinkle. So I wasn't here last week, so you didn't get to hear my thoughts on the Kevin Hayes thing, and I'm here to say... I like it. When I texted you about the thing I had removed from the show, (laughs) I forgot that you weren't here. So you're like, wait, what the hell was last week's show about? I was was like, like, I missed some shit. Well, that's actually a really good question. What the hell was last week's show about? Listen, Steph, I was here and I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was like, oh, right. Kelly wasn't here. She has no idea the context of it. I listened and I liked it. I like I what I can too, listen as a but fan. I don't think I need to be banned from the Wells Fargo no. Center. So let's not. There was something taken out of the show. Yeah. I apologize for that. None of your beeswax uh, what it was. I'm typically anti-censorship, <laughs> but when it comes to me, I'm for it. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the head of uh, all of SB Nation, all of hockey in general. You're the commissioner of the NHL, right? That's yes. just D. Steph Driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. So you're to blame for these officials. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Um, Come to our draft party. Our draft party is Friday, June 21st at Fieldhouse in Philadelphia. I gave a bunch of really specific instructions last week. Just show up. Google it. Fieldhouse. Google. You're going to find it. Steph and I decided today that we're going to raffle things off. We are. Ooh, I have a couple things too. Hot damn. I have some hilarious Add stuff. Add to the pile. Um, we've got sticks. We've got jerseys. We've got rally towels. T-shirts. All kinds of All random shit. All kinds Actually, of random stuff that we're going to raffle off to benefit Snyder Hockey. My things for my surprise party. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Blonde tips, Bill. <laughs> uh, Bill Matt's big head. Because I have like a little pile of stuff right now and I'm like, I want to raffle it off and give it to charity, you know? Yeah. But well, that's what we're doing. I'm thinking maybe some of the things are just going to go to the first people who hand me beers. Like, oh, here's well, your Dale Weiss autograph mini helmet. I can't tell you what to do with your things. <laughs> I also cannot tell you what to do with your things. But So we'll see which way it goes. You can buy raffle tickets or you can buy Bill beers. Yeah. Whichever way they you choose. They both go to Whichever. really deserving charities. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever way you want to do it, come and hang out with us. There are drink specials and, again, proceeds. Um, portion of the proceeds are going to Snyder Hockey. Uh, that's our, our chosen charity of Broad Street we Hockey. Like I guess we like them. They're good people and they do amazing things. Um, starts at 6 o'clock. Come hang out with us. Yeah, do it. Do it. The it's going to be a lot of fun. The Flyers aren't going to have a pick, but come watch anyway. Maybe they'll wait until that night to trade. Yeah. You know, and we'll get to see the trade. Anyway, let's get to this Chuck Fletcher press conference, shall we? Uh, he spoke with the assembled media recently. Uh, you know, a lot of things to go over. Flyers, of course, have the 11th pick. It has been being reported everywhere. And basically, Chucky Two Trades said, oh, yeah, it's in play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they acquired Kevin Hayes. They spoke about that. 
All sorts of things going on around the organization right now. Ladies, what was your main takeaway from uh, from just all these all these excerpts here, all the quotes from the press conference itself? What was your main takeaway from Chuck Fletcher's uh, addressing the Philadelphia media? So the thing that I found most interesting was that he not only confirmed that the pick is in play, which is good, but he kind of hinted at the fact that no one wants it. Like he was kind of <laughs> like, I've been trying to get people to give me some deals, but no one's biting on this thing, which is like kind of a weird strategy for it an sounded, asset that you're trying to train. Like, I, it was that I was going to say my main thing here was he was so forthright. He really was. From Ron Hextall, who's just sitting there hiding behind his goatee saying nothing <laughs> to this guy who's just like, oh yeah, basically everyone's on the trade block. Uh, we'll see about <laughs> Kevin Hayes. Nothing is imminent. And the 11th pick, I don't fucking want it. No one else wants it. We'll see. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is, I found it refreshing, but also like, I don't know, man. Should you be saying nobody wants the 11th pick? Like, you yeah. should be like, everybody well, wants it. It's in play. And as part of me kind of interpretative, interpreted, interpreted, Jesus. You got there. Interpreted it as, hey, when, you know, deadlines always push things, night of the draft, someone's going to want the 11th pick. We got to yeah. see. Teams all have their boards, and it's like, all right, we'll see how it falls. And when there's two guys left and you're three spots behind, it's like, oh, shit, okay, we need to get up to 11 because the team at 12 is going to take our guy. I mean, if, if there's one way to get phone calls, it's saying... No one's calling us. <laughs> I found that that never works, Stephanie. Well, <laughs> your standards are too high, apparently. Chuck like Tucci doesn't phone, have any. My phone is ringing off the hook. There's <laughs> going to be so many good players left at 11. Uh, we want to make the pick, but, you know, we're also trying to improve the team. Like, he did not say any of that. Yeah, no. So, I, um, I just can't get past this, this idea and this thought that the Flyers are uninspiring um, and what they're, mm. what they're building is safe. And that's not bad. It's just uninspiring. What, I'm what, curious to know why. I mean, Chuck Fletcher is the meh of GMs. I Elaine mean, Vigneault just, is the meh of head coaches. I mean, Elaine, his, his other coaching staff is the meh of assistant coaches. I, I really I need them to keep this pick at eleven just to get something other than meh. But Vigneault has th- three presidents trophies and two conference championships and how many cups? Who has cups in this league? Unless your name, unless you've a coached, lot of people. Uh, not really. I mean, unless Randy you've coached, Carlisle. <laughs> unless in the last ten years you've coached the Dan Peng- Bylsma. Yeah, yeah. Unless you've coached the Penguins, Blackhawks, or Kings, you probably don't have a cup. Like I, I don't know what else they're supposed to do here. He's he was the best out of the two guys available. One of them they couldn't get. I, I, I don't I don't disagree. It's just, just like they went out. All, they meh. they took a chance to get their two C, and now they're already coming out and saying we're trying to get better we're trying to trade the 11th pick we're trying to get a top four defenseman we're trying to improve the team we're not going to trade the 11th pick this is also i found interesting we're only going to trade it for a significant piece yeah it's not going to be oh well we're going to trade back we're going to get some prospects we're going to build up all this he's saying i'm going to get something that makes this team better right now and he's been saying that this entire time about every move he's going to make. Which is excellent. Do it. Well, he is. I mean, he's, he's trying. Just, he already did. That's actually really important to me. And this is something that I talked about with John from our site um, on Twitter today. For me, 
it's almost a symbolic move to trade this pick for a roster player because it says definitively, okay, we're not building for the future right now. Mm -hmm. We are going to win now. And that's why I really hope he's shopping it hard because whoever we get at 11, I'm sure will be a very good player in three or four years. Yeah, that's... And I'm no longer interested in good players in three or four years. See, I don't... Oh, God. I disagree there because, okay, you're all in right now, and then what? Like, you can't... And then you win! Yeah, I don't... And then we go to the parade! That's the thing. If they win a cup, I literally (laughs) do not care. Mario Lemieux could be 11, and I don't care. They're not going to win a cup in the next three years, though. I don't know that they won't. Why not? because look at the teams that are playing. Uh, the Blues? Yeah. The fucking Blues? Listen, I stopped myself before I finished <laughs> that thought. But And honestly, the they Bruins. Would have, they would have had to beat the Bruins to get okay. through. And they're not beating the Bruins. Why not? I don't know. Because the Bruins are significantly better. Where? No, their goaltender is playing out of his mind. It's the only reason that they're where they are. After the they would have lost line, already. Yeah, after the Bruins' first line, what are you afraid of? I love McAvoy. I love Krug. What are you afraid of after their first line? Nothing. If you build a deep team, you can beat them. The Sharks went down. Tampa Bay went down 4-0 in the first round. Like, this is a winnable league if you build the right kind of team. And I like what I'm seeing. Right, They have to get Hayes done. And that was maybe the most concerning thing about this press conference to me. There was very little... Oh, yeah, we're going to get that done. Don't worry. It was, yeah, he's open-minded. I feel like you can't, I mean, you can't really, I think if you come out and say it and then you don't, like you're all, like you're done in Philadelphia. The fact that and then you don't is on the table is what's concerning to me. Well, to me. He's a free agent. I, the Hartnell and Tiemann trades. Mm-hmm. That was my, that 07, 08, whatever, that 07 offseason was my template for how you fix this thing real, real fast. Well, they got Hartnell and Tiemann done on day one. And now, granted, I think they negotiated that trade when they initially, when they made the first trade for Forsberg. I think that those contracts were basically done already. But I, I, it's a fifth round pick. It doesn't matter. It's no. not like it was a first, like in that situation with Nashville. But I, I, this has to get done. Because I mean, if it doesn't, in my mind, you made this trade because you're not getting Duchesne. And after him, what the hell is left? So the thing is, I I mean, here's the thing. They have shown that they are going to push as hard as they possibly can to get this guy. They're going to do what they can. The fact of the matter is, he's a free agent. Somebody might decide to throw stupid money at him for whatever reason, and he might decide, hey, I'm going to take the money and I'm going to go there. The Flyers, I'm assuming, are going to offer a reasonable contract because we've got a whole team to build and a lot of young guys that have to get paid. But I mean, I I have no reason to believe that he won't sign here. I, I think that at this point, this is an attractive option. You would think. Uh, yeah. It depends. You know, we don't know. We You have to believe it's something they looked into. We talked about it last yeah. week. Relationship with Vigneault, willingness to sign here, all that stuff. But it, you don't know until it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we touched on this a little early. A little, a little bit last week. The draft is like a week early this year. It's usually like the twenty seventh. Is it? And it's the twenty first. Hmm. Um, if it's if he's not signed by draft day, do you have to move on? 
Missy is telling Missy you how she so. feels. Yeah, Missy's very like. I, I guess it would... you have nine days until free agency starts after the draft, but then you're looking to move his rights for a late pick next year. I guess it's going to depend on how things are going between Chuck and his representation. Like we're not going to know how that's going, but you have to imagine that Chuck's going to go hard. If he feels at the draft that it's probably not going to happen, then yeah, maybe it's best to try to get a seventh or something for Kevin Hayes' rights. But I don't think it's it would matter at that point if we got nothing for him and he just walked or yeah, I, yeah we didn't give up enough for no. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that, but GMs always are. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not dealing with Ron Hextall anymore, so... Everyone likes assets, though. Every GM likes to have some money in the bank, and that's what assets are. It's just something... You gave up something for the guy, and if you get him signed for 6-6, six and six, awesome. If you don't, and you lose, it's like, oh, well, we just gave away that. And granted, it's a fifth-round pick. I uh, looked this up the other day. Flyers have made 47 fifth-round picks of all time. Uh, five have played a full season's worth of games. Oscar Lindblom is like in fourth or fifth place. Oh, uh, no one He's can shut gonna, up about that one. <laughs> yeah, he'll be. Yeah, that's the. It'll be him and Dave Schultz by like the end of two <laughs> years from now. Like they'll be the only fifth round picks who've ever made an impact on this team. So. I can't imagine something that I care less about. No, be a sixth I, round pick. Yeah, six or seven. <laughs> but yeah, it's so I'm not that worried. I'm just looking at the. The timeline of the way things are going to go, because after the draft, you know, it's two days, you're going to be sitting there on Saturday night going, all right, he's still not done? Okay, well, now what? And you have eight days until free agency, but it's just something that, I don't know, I was thinking about today. Do you cut Do you cut your losses early, or do you try to keep moving for those last eight days or so? I mean, it's possible that Hayes and his people are like, okay, we like the deal that you just offered us but we're going to wait to the first to see if we get something better. If we don't, we're going to take this one. That legal tampering period starts. Like They have that in hockey, don't they? I There's like a so. couple of days where you yeah. get to you don't, interview you the You don't discuss terms, but everybody signed three days early. <laughs> right. which, yeah. is, which is why at noon, noon on the first, is it, it starts at noon. Yeah. Every single deal drops. No, that was yeah. the terms of JVR's deal were out like 48 hours early. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm at the OD, know what JVR's making two days before the first. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, shouldn't expect the restricted free agent signings to come soon. Now, Sanheim, Provorov, TK, you know, they're restricted. They're getting re-signed. Lawton, Hartman, Bailey all have arbitration. Do you first? Do you expect Bailey back? Like, should we even be considering him in this? Might be, but I don't. Think as like a thirteen, a twelve, thirteen. Yeah, I guess thirteen or even AHL. Like, he he might was good be. in the AHL. Yeah, he was like, good. So yeah, he, I, just, I like the idea of him in the organization. Yeah. But I don't hate the idea of him not in the organization. Yeah, either way. Provorov is the difficult one here, right? I guess PK too, because there's got to be so much projection of, okay, you're producing well. Are you going to produce great at 24, 25? Well, head on over to broadstreethockey.com where we just did our season review of Travis Konechny. I read it, yeah. He had a pretty identical 20, what Mm -hmm. years? 22, I think. 20... 18, 19, and 2017, 18. Yeah. No, that, that's the thing, is the numbers kind of stayed flat this yeah. year. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have the first whatever, th- 
I can't even remember now, 40-some games, I think, 30-some games, not playing with Couturier and Giroud. Now, things right. got mixed, mixed and matched throughout the season, but... It's not like he has, oh yeah, he did nothing for the first third of the season and then scored on the same level as Nathan McKinnon for the last two thirds um, like he did in his second year. This year, numbers just kind of stayed flat and it's they're good numbers. Yeah. They're fine numbers. But if you're going to long-term them, it's like, all right, are you going to become Mitch Marner or is this just who you are? Yeah, the concern with him, and this is something that Charlie mentioned in his write-up about Konechny and it's something that we mentioned as well, is that he seems to be a product of his line mates. He doesn't drive yeah. a line. And I don't want to pay him like someone who drives a line. I would like to pay him like a good piece to accompany other good players. So ideally, long-term, low money, I think would be good. But I don't know if he's going to want to take yeah, that. Yeah, that's the if you can get like he might want a bridge. Yeah, I, if I was him, I would want the bridge. Yeah. But it's it's just we see it all the time. I look at guys sign contracts and go, dude, really? But when you put the guaranteed money in front of them, yeah. it's really it's like okay, I'm rich now. Like yes, could I be richer in five years? Absolutely. But being filthy stinking rich at this very moment also pretty good. Seems good. Yeah. Like, it, it concerns me that Provorov doesn't seem to be close to a deal. And we've been hearing that since, I mean, Ron Hextall was the GM last summer. It also concerns me that he's not training in Russia. Like, there's this, his whole image is how he's hockey, 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 running up and down mountains with tires and... He's been skating a lot, though, right? He's been in Mexico. But you know what? Recently? Because I remember seeing reports about him like being the only one on the ice at skate zone when he's when he is it was awesome we loved it last summer when we hear all these reports of basically he's doing the rocky four route <laughs> and we thought it was freaking amazing however like i you, understand they're all see, humans no you see the season he had yeah maybe uh, a- maybe he overtrained a little and okay. he's doing something different i'm not saying that's the case listen i want every player to be a goddamn machine out there and just do nothing but play hockey and push tires up mountains and whatever the hell else he does it just it just feels so out of character for him and and the fact that i, I feel like the not having the contract is a side effect or one one of them is a side effect of the other and i just like ivan Please come back to us. I honestly don't think it's a problem at all. Like, Chuck kind of pointed at this in the presser that it seems like everyone is waiting for someone to do something. And that's the, it's, and that sets the market, and then we go from there. And that's the, when he says, don't expect the RFAs to be soon, he's not just talking about his guys. No, he's talking about all We've of them. been over this RFA list before. It's like the greatest class mm-hmm. in the history of freaking professional sports. Right, yeah. The number of guys who are basically their team's property but still need contracts is huge. The one thing you do have to worry about is as we've talked about this uh, the UFA market for defensemen. Mm. Outside of Eric Carlson, I don't want to pay any of these guys. I'm not interested in and a single one of them. And I'm going to laugh at a lot of the teams that do pay these guys. If all of a sudden GMs on July 2nd wake up and go, you know, we need a top four defenseman. Provorov's an offer sheet candidate. Oh, I know. Come on. I, I know that we're joking about offer sheets all the time. They're not going to happen. And I believe if there are no offer sheets by July 4th, uh, they but should yeah. just strike. The players just go, nope, 
Yeah. There's collusion going on. We sh- we're on strike. We're not even waiting. <laughs> You'd we're have to have let- a backbone for that. We're not even don't. waiting for the CBA. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, but I-, I just, it it doesn't worry me much, but it's got to be in the back of your mind. It could always happen. Now, could it be a blessing in disguise? Hey, this is what this team's offering. If it's not absolutely freaking abnormal, um, just match. you just match it, yeah. and that's that. But also... If it is absolutely freaking abnormal, those three, four first round picks, you could flip those into something pretty good. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, depends on the team, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm just saying. You yeah. could do something with those two. I don't want that to be the case. It's just something it that could happen. It's just something that popped up in my mind, honestly, right now. But I want to backtrack. It would be good for the show. It would be. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to backtrack to this 11th pick. Because, Steph, you uh, actually can't. I don't mean to say actually, like you don't have. I'm. You came up with something pretty cool in this BSH Radio mock draft that we're doing. Hell yeah, I did. This first round mock draft where each one of us gets a select number of teams, and we're basically going to have 31 mini podcasts about each team's pick and all that, and where we're going to mock them out at. Steph, explain it a little better. Well, I had the idea that if you don't come to the site, then you don't get a lot of prospect profiles, so let's turn them into an audio version. Um, and I bullied everyone into doing it with me because I can't research all of these prospects by myself. Um, and had the most fun work day that I've ever had, just pulling all of our names out of a hat 31 times. And I have <laughs> a little bit of an issue with the order of this draft. I don't believe it to be on the up and up. I, I will Just show you Steph Driver. To get number Steph one. Driver. And that wasn't the dead giveaway. That wasn't the giveaway. It's that she got number one and the golden. <laughs> <laughs> that was the giveaway. Okay. That this thing. And I got the senators. Mm. That was the other dead giveaway. I literally pulled them out of the hat. Uh, I pulled them out of the hat. Uh, the hat I used was the Stadium and Series Carolina, hat. Carolina, but you didn't know Carolina at the time, so I'm not going to blame you on that. No, I did not. Um, but it was a lot of fun, so we will be kicking that off. Soon. Soon. Um, Take a look at the site and the podcast feed. Yeah, you'll check see the podcast one day. feed. Um, we're, we're just going to lump a bunch of them together and do like 20, 25 minute mini podcasts so you get um, who we all would select if we actually represented these teams. Oh, I think yes, we should fun. do 31 individual episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, we could. People listens, will baby. kill us. Listens, baby. Why is my phone blowing up with podcasts? The Stone Cold said so. Uh, but <laughs> since we've all been doing this uh, this research for these picks, I've I went off the board already a couple of times. Um, who do you like at number eleven? Say they hold on to this stupid freaking pick that they better trade. Um, who do you like at eleven? So I have. There's a defenseman that I like. Um, his name is. Yeah, we both like defensemen, but they're different. Victor Soderstrom, and he's not a big guy. He's 5'11", just under 180. He's Steph. Swedish, I know. Stepping outside the box here. I, well, there's, he's still young. There's still time. Okay. Um, but the thing that I, you know, the Flyers have had a lot of success with players that from Brynäs. Is that how you say it? I read it as Beerness, but Beerness, you know yeah. I can't fucking read. All right. Well, you both say it differently than I do, so let's go with you guys are right. Um, he's playing in the SHL right now, um, and the Flyers just have a lot of success with 
with players from this system. So he's got four goals, three assists in 44 games last season. Um, He's a two-way defenseman. Missy Driver, what in the world? She doesn't like your pick. She apparently does not. She, she just doesn't She's like... trying to get under the table to Bill, but she can't get there because there's, you know, stuff. Oh, Missy, my walk around the you gotta, table. Yeah, you gotta so, walk <laughs> he's a, a good skater. Um, apparently, his the way that he's able to go through all three zones is described as smooth and effortless. Never looks disinterested. So that's, you know, good and also a little bit racist, as we do with the Swedes. <laughs> um, but I think that he's someone that... You know, we wouldn't have to wait necessarily three years, and it's good to start stockpiling defensemen back up. Yeah, I think actually the what's his name, the assistant GM, the uh, the scouting Flair. guy, Flair. Yeah, he mentioned that they want to kind of start restocking. That's and when you look prospects. at when you look at what they have, because we've been thinking about this, you know, stock defensive uh, unit for so long. Well. <laughs> They're all here. Yeah, now they're all here. <laughs> Whoops, we ran it's out. Like Mark Friedman's the only one left, <laughs> and he already got his NHL debut. So they're really uh, that cupboard is bare as we look to really restock. You know, they take a goalie every year. They've really uh, they've, they've hit really, on those, man. Yeah, and they've really leaned in on the forwards, and they're kind of looking to restock the defensemen. And much like Steph, I am going with a Swedish defenseman as well. Uh oh, but mine is a beefy boy. Oh he's my goodness! He's six foot three, well over two hundred pounds. Uh, he's not even eighteen yet. He turns eighteen on June twenty fifth. Mm. Philip Broberg, and for my wrestling fan friends out there, yes, I am going with it because <laughs> uh, I want to do the Matthew Riddle, bro, bro, bro. I want to get Whatever an original bro shirt. Uh, but I mean, he looks good. Uh, everything here I read about him is great. He can move the puck. He's a big guy. He's not afraid to get physical. So uh, I'm I'm all about Philip Broberg right now. The thing that I find interesting about this draft and where we're drafting if we choose to draft is that it seems like pretty much every expert seems to have kind of like from 8 to 15, like a real mushy mix of who knows what. Yeah. Like, I think a really good player could fall. I think that they could reach on a guy that they like for whatever reason. I'm... It, it's not like there's a, de- a real defined top 10 this year, so it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see. No, after the really top two, it seems like there's a lot of, and I mean, there's some consensus with other guys, but like uh, Vasily Podkolzin. Uh, Podkolzin? Podkolzin, yeah. Podkolzin, yeah. Uh, I think Pronman in his first mock draft went, I see him going anywhere from 6 to 14. Ah, there you go. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Somewhere in the first round. Yeah, so yeah, there does seem to be a lot of leeway in terms of, like, when I look at the athletics draft rankings and then I go to elite prospects, I'm like, oh, this guy that Pronman has at six, uh, they have at 21. <laughs> so, okay, we'll see about this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I like a lot of these kids that might be available. I like New Hook, who we took in the mock for SB Nation. Yep. Um, I like Soderstrom. Like Steph said, I actually, spoiler alert, ended up picking him at 14 for the Coyotes in our mock here. Um, well, that's who I took because I had in, in the SB Nation mock draft, I was running for the Coyotes and I took him there too. Oh, I like Peyton Krebs. Oh, that's a great I name. I like his name. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend that I went to college with. His name was Matt Krebs and I used to call him Krabby Patties and he hated it. So oh. I really hope the Flyers end up with Peyton Krebs so that I can call him Krabby Patties. I think I'll just go Crab Man. Like, he'll uh, probably hate it too. Yeah. Krabby Patties. It. 
I like it because it already sounds like a hockey nickname, Krebs. So they're going to have yeah. to like extra hockey it up, like Krebsy. It'll be Krebby. Kreber. It'll be Krebby. They'll do yeah. something dumb with it. Of course. They won't call him Krabby. That'll be too easy. But yeah, I, I think the most interesting part of this draft is that you really can't predict who's going to be there at 11 for us. Could be anybody. Kreber. That's what it'll be. Like friggin' Cole Caulfield, who I personally am obsessed with, he's ranked four on TSN's final ranking. He's ranked 13th all over the place, so that means he yeah. could fall to us. Like, who the hell knows where that kid's going to go? Yeah, that's he seems to have really shot up a lot of boards time. lately. Yeah. And he was kind of a, hey, maybe the Flyers will be there at 11. Then it's like, oh, no, he's going in the top seven without a doubt. Like, it's it's all over the place, so. Yeah. It'll I be interesting. Scoring they're gonna, 72 goals in a season is going to do that. There will be some really good players there for the Flyers to potentially draft. I just don't care about the future anymore. Nope. If you uh, watch the news, probably not going to be a future. It could all be dead. So totally I just want to enjoy, me a cup I now. Just enjoy my hockey guys. So um, as we've been talking, the NHL and the NHLPA released a statement on the competition committee's rules recommendations. Ooh. Ooh. So I, you want me to just read yeah, through them? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so these aren't official. It's just the, the recommendations um, from both the NHL and the NHLPA. So expanded video review coaches challenge. Oh, the committee God. recommends changes to the coaches challenge and expanded video review, including as it relates to a referee's ability to review some of his own calls on the ice. Recommendations will be prepared for the league's Board of Governors, General Managers, and the NHLPA's Executive Board. I stick and puck over the glass. You are all going to rue the day you wished for more video review in the NHL. I promise you. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. But, like, that's the thing is, the things that should be, like, the high stick thing, that's absolutely asinine when a guy gets called for something that he didn't eat. Like, that's so easy to fix. That's so easy to fix. But But it's going to be like the offsides rule, where you went, okay, yeah, this is obvious. We're just going to make sure there's no, like, Danny Briere offside calls. That's that's easy. Uh, no, we're going to review every time a skate may or may not have been a millimeter off the ice. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. All right. Goalies unnecessarily freezing puck. Yes! The committee recommends that the defensive team not be permitted a line change when a goalie freezes Ooh. the puck on any shot from outside the center red line. The offensive team will have the choice of which end zone dot the faceoff will take place. I like that's it. interesting. I like it. It's essentially it's, the icing. Yeah. Thing, yeah, I like that. That's interesting. Uh, face-off procedure changes, line changes. The committee recommends. Oh Jesus, this has three parts. I'm ready. One that following an icing, the offensive team will have the choice of which end zone dot the face-off will take place. Okay. Two to begin a power play, the offensive team will have the choice of which end zone dot the face-off will take place. Three, that no line change be permitted for the defending team if, in the judgment of the official, oh boy, the actions of a skater of the defensive team cause the stoppage by unintentionally knocking the net off. The offensive team will have the choice of which end zone dot the faceoff will take place. Unintentionally. That's interesting. Yeah. Un- unintentional. Well, I guess when they get like flung into it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's usually the offensive team flinging a defenseman into the net and knocking that, it off. Yeah, yeah. that third one's going to be a goddamn shit that's show. That's going to be a shit show, oh especially God. considering that it's in the judgment of the official. Yeah. Always terrible. If you thought Hasek picking up the net and throwing <laughs> it was bad, just wait until guys just start throwing each other into the net. That'll be great. Oh, boy. All right. Puck out of bounds. 
The committee recommends that when the attacking team is responsible for the puck going out of play in the attacking zone, all face-offs will be conducted at one of the two face-off dots in the attacking zone. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, regular season tiebreakers. The committee recommends adoption of a proposal that would modify existing regular season tiebreaking procedures and adding additional criteria. Do they mean games that Three, end two, in one? a tie, no. or do they mean like playoff? Oh, playoff. playoff uh, my guess is playoff yeah, positioning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it was the other one, it would be very spicy. I it would, would love a three-two-one. A three-two-one system would be awesome. They're never going to do that. So the NHLPA was represented by. Blah, blah, blah. JVR. Hey, look at hey. that. I mean, there were a bunch of other people, but he's the only one from Philadelphia, so... I want to speak to JVR about this expanded video review. I just... <laughs> end offside! Just end it! Ending offside would be good. I wouldn't hate that. End no it. rules! Put yeah. a ref... Take the ref off the ice, put him in the goddamn press box, let him watch from above when With they get the something wrong. When they get something wrong, call down. Hey, buddy, you missed that one. I saw it because I'm all the way up here. Like, that's well, the easy he'd have, solution. He'd have to not be shoveling donut cheeseburgers into his face. No oh donut cheeseburgers God. in the ref's room. I had a donut that cheeseburger at the Phillies can, ballpark, and it was just goddamn the best thing I've ever had. Really? Can we oh. not? I wondered. Can we not do this? Oh, my God. Sorry. Steph is doing low carb, and I'm very upset. It was with a... Um, I've had a donut cheeseburger before. A They're cherry good. pepper jam. Oh, oh, my God. I hate it was, it was the best thing That's I've ever That's relevant to my interests. It was so good. We've gotten off track. <laughs> I'm very upset. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, some of these rules are interesting. I just, man, like, I wish there was, um, like, the coaches can fight the referee once a game. Oh, just, yeah. Let's I'm, do that. I'd love that. <laughs> like, what if Job Tortorella could be like, all right, I'm cashing in. It's not a challenge. It's a physical challenge. <laughs> Throwing down. <laughs> I get to fight you. <laughs> I just don't understand how you could see what they've done with the, the offside review, review yeah. and think that it's a good idea no, to give them more. In theory, it's a good idea. But when you look at the way it's been put into practice, it it's like, bad. oh, my God, you know what? We want to be more like baseball. Let's have longer games. People love that shit. People like, love to watch <laughs> nothing happening on the ice while officials are looking at an iPad. That's like. That's the thing, though, is your idea of the referee upstairs. It's so easy, as play is happening, to just have your iPad open and go, hey, yeah, that was wrong, do this. You don't have to review it. It's already been reviewed. Yeah. In real time, it was it was reviewed yeah. before the whistle even blows. I just, ugh. I like the ugh. idea of expanded video review because they fuck up so often. They're not going to stop fucking up, though. No. no. <laughs> that's the... All right. Well, well, I mean, that's a whole other situation, a whole other story. And also, I feel that you have to be accepting of some level of fuck up in a game. No, no, no. There's like a lot of egregious No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not arguing that at all, especially these playoffs. They've oh been atrocious. God. But I'm just saying that you, you're never going to get it perfect. And if you keep trying to add things on to get it perfect, it's just going to be a nightmare. It's Pure never going to be perfect. But like, all the right. Government is best which governs least. Because Pure like, rules. So if we're without do- adding anything, the officiating should have been better in yes. these playoffs. Yeah. At, they were it, missing things with their eyeballs. Not just in the playoffs, the regular season. I mean, the whole thing was garbage. Like you can you cannot tell me that one player is going to get penalized for a high stick when yeah. his own player hit him in the face with a stick and you could see it when they're replaying it on the on the board, but it's non-reviewable, therefore it can't be reversed. That's not something that should be acceptable. No. That is so black and white. Did this guy hit him in the face with a stick? Yes or no? That's black and white. That's as black as white as it comes. I totally, I agree with you. I just think that 
if you expand it to that, then you, you're going to end up expanding it to other things. And eventually you're going to be video reviewing everything and it's going to be a nightmare. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's... I like a lot of these proposals. It's just like having seen the way... Yeah, in practice, went, yeah, it's not going to be goalie good. Inter- Does anyone have... We've had goalie interference review for a few years now. Does anyone understand what it is? Well, Nobody. I don't think that the, that's the problem with... with- reviewing oh, no, I think no. it's a problem with the league and rules it, it doesn't have anything to do with video review yeah pension plan puppets actually had an article this week about how you don't need to fix how they're calling penalties you need to fix the rules which are way too yeah. vague yes outdated and rely way too much on an official's interpretation of what happened rather than some kind of black and white rule and which you, is ridiculous and you need to lose the notion that calling penalties is the referee interjecting himself. Yeah. It is not. Nope. It is enforcing the rules by which the game is governed. When there's a clear trip and the referee goes, yeah, but I don't want to decide the game. No, the motherfucker who tripped the guy decided the game. Yes. Like, that's deciding the game. Yeah, and you got to be Stop consistent cheating, the whole boys. time. There can't be, you call penalties, you know, in... December this way and then when you get to the second round of the playoffs in the third period you call them a different way call them the same goddamn way the whole way it's not hard and then make up penalties like can we stop doing that also well you know the stars have had three calls in a row so the Flyers are absolutely gonna get the next power play here call Drew behead someone on the ice they're like "Ah, it's okay (laughs) god this league does this happen in the other sports I mean the NFC championship in football was decided by the most egregious shit of all time uh, basketball they just make it up as they go yeah baseball there's a guy who goes yeah it's a strike yeah it's a ball i don't <laughs> i don't like the way you threw your bat before i said it was a ball so i'm calling it a strike even though it hit you like uh-huh, uh-huh. so it's i mean yeah. that sounds like the great was, american game yeah all right so i have a uh, i'm gonna call a fun list of guys who we can spend some time talking about and basically i just solicited opinions from social media today which is always a fun activity oh, thank you uh and some just players who is this why i was tagged in a in a million yes. tweet thread about james neal yeah james neal was that yeah so let's start with um, james neal yeah um, james neal for uh, he's got four more years at five seven five uh, the Flames want out badly. They're willing to cover some pay. Um, here's the thing about James Neal. He's a worse version of Michael Raffle. Yeah. He is terrible They now. basically had the exact same numbers, and he doesn't kill penalties, and he can't skate. And he makes like, triple the money. Yeah, he's a really awful version of Michael Raffle. Under no circumstance should they go and get James Neal. No, no. And let me tell you. And don't let that team out of cap hell no. either. No, that's a team that you could be playing against in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, point. exactly. Stop helping teams. That's everyone around the league, like all these teams who are going to try to like help the Lightning and do something for t- Toronto. Fucking stop. stop it. Stop. They're your rivals. Let them be in cap hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, under no circumstances should James Neal be acquired. Five goals last season. Five. Yeah. That's not good. On the highest scoring, the second highest scoring team in the league. The only team that outscored them is the highest scoring team since the Hall of Fame Red Wings. Yeah. He played 63 games. Yeah. It's a solid number of games. You could, I could get, I could get five five. goals. Yeah. I could stand there. (laughs) I would get decapitated and murdered, but I could stand there like uh, Mike Knubel and get hit with five pucks. For sure. (laughs) Deflect those babies right in. Corey Perry. 
Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> two years left at 8.625. Which Good is, God. That's the hindrance to me. Um, if you could get them to cover 50%. No. no. I wouldn't hate it. First of all. As a third line winger. He's half dead. Let's yes. put that on the table. He I is know. half His dead. body has they're decomposed. Not, they're going to buy him out. So if we get him for He's nothing. He's also 34. Okay. Also, he's been on a decline since, looking at his numbers here, 2014. Yeah. It's been going steadily down. 31 games, 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't good. I'm just... No, 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 no. Here's the thing, though. Of all the players that you could get to be a third line winger... I don't want him. Of all the guys, all the randos in the AHL... We don't need a 34-year-old Corey Perry on the team. No, thank you. I just... I, Kelly's no. going to do it. No. What All are right. you doing? Absolutely. Yeah, I, you're going to go be Corey Perry for the Flyers. Okay, cool. I can do that. Yeah, yeah I just... Yeah. I, not a strong skater, fam. If he gets That's bought right. out and you can get him for like a mil and a half... Absolutely not. No. No. He would actively hurt the team. All right. He brings like, nothing. Like, I would do that with Joe Thornton, who still has some skill left in his body. Yeah, that's... I would love Joe Thornton. He's just not Cor- leaving. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, for an old dude yeah. who you want to throw a million dollars at for a year, okay, fine. Those guys exist. No, Corey yeah. Perry Fucking is not one of them. Fucking bring back for a million dollars a year. Oh, God, give him year. a million a second. Over Corey Perry. Yes. Yes. All day long. <laughs> I, I would bring back Justin Bailey over Corey Perry. I might not disagree with you. Like, of course you don't. Um, here's what I know you guys are going to be absolutely crazy about. Andrew Shaw. I saw this today and I was where like, what are from? you people talking about? Where did this come from? Where, yeah, where did the idea of trading Shane Gostisbehere for Andrew Shaw come from? Some idiot said that some idiot also heard it on some idiot show somewhere in Canada. Folks, I need you to like be a little bit more discerning with your tweeting. Like people are like... Have have just completely jumped the shark when they start freaking out about trade rumors. Like, unless it's coming from a... I'm not even asking for one of the big three. I'm asking for anybody with a check mark. Anybody who is... Anybody who has ever said anything ever that has happened. If you hear it from Meltzer, if you hear it from Uncle Bob, if you hear it from Elliot Friedman... Then Sarah you Valley. may react. Sarah Valley, yeah, he's he's pretty tapped into the flyer still. So you hear it from one of those guys, you may react accordingly. Otherwise, calm your tits. Like, Everything's this is, fine. This is just like, well, some guy heard from some other guy on something. Like, I no. can't believe the flyers are gonna do this. What are you talking about? On a purely hot like the ghost trade, that's asinine. That's ridiculous. Trading Shane Gospair for Andrew Shaw. So we're just getting Andrew Shaw now. Yeah, I'm not giving up Ghost or the 11th pick or anything. Okay. I'm just saying, as a middle six forward, three years left at 3.9, and eh, not too bad. He's pretty good. Um, he scored my, 16, my 39 issue, points last year. My big issue with him is he's missed 14, 31, and 19 games over the last three seasons. Yeah. I don't want to pay a guy for doing nothing. As I, the, I want healthy players. As the great Bill Matt says... Hurt players get hurt. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Yeah. I don't want Andrew Shaw. I don't necessarily. He's not on my radar. It just came up today. This is and like I looked at it and was like, I mean, he wouldn't be bad, but there are the missed better games options. are what kills me. There are better options, and here's one that I really like. Oh boy, Michael Furland. Mm. He's uh mm. coming off of making 1.75 million. It was like. Two years at three something, whatever. Okay. Uh, I don't know math. Uh, three and a half, I guess. 
back to back 40 point seasons. He's a big physical winger who can give you middle six production. May not be too costly. He's a free agent. I like the idea of him with Patrick and Limblom, man. That is a punishing line. I don't hate it. Given the money, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but where are you going to put Konechny? He's still on the top line. Yeah, right he now. should be on the top line, in my opinion. Unless they go and get a Artemi Panarin, yeah. I don't see anyone supplanting uh, Konechny at this point. To right. get the most value out of Konechny, you have him on that top line. Yeah, he plays well with them. He gets points. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate it. Considering the money that he makes, this is right, the one that I would be yeah, good he's with. He's a lot cheaper than I thought. Because, and he's going to get a raise. And he's going to get a raise. It's just, I've heard so much about, we just expect him to produce more. We just expect him to produce well, more. Is he... From, from Calgary and from Carolina, I've heard they just expect him to produce more. It's like, at 1.75, like, yeah, that's what Michael Raffle makes. Yeah. <laughs> 1.6 I think he's at like I, I don't have a I don't have a big problem with that at all he was one of those that was flipped from the he flames was, he to went, he was in that Dougie Carolina yeah. mm. uh, I, I, I like the idea of Furland as a third line winger on this team so he's, a, he's a UFA right yeah and he's one of the free agents you don't have to give up anything but money Flyers have a ton of that stuff um, yeah at the end of that one well, that stuff being yeah. money mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah another one I like Brett Connolly. I hadn't looked too much into this until I was looking at the UFA list today. 22 goals last year. Uh, doesn't spend a ton of time on the power play. I, I He's a guy who would produce for you. That's what I know about Brett Connolly. As a third-line winger, again, because that's what I'm looking at right now, I think Kevin Hayes is at 2C. I don't think they're going to get a top-of-the-line forward to supplant uh, Konechny. So I'm looking at the 3RW spot right now, and I like him there. Yeah, I mean he's fine. Yeah, I'm looking at his his numbers, just his raw numbers. He's fine. He's 27. He's he's a beefy boy. Um, you know, important. And that is important. I'll to say me. because I obviously want a fast team. I want to yeah. be the Sharks. I want to be the Avs. I want to be the Lightning. Obviously, that's the most fun brand of hockey. But looking at what they're building. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to be more like the Blues. And the Blues obviously have a ton of skill and on the back end, plenty of speed. Flyers will have plenty of speed on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a team that wants to, right now, get in on the four check and push some teams around. I see them building that with Kevin Hayes and with JVR last year and with Limblom and Patrick being bumped down. Like I see a team that might want to play that way, and I think getting some bigger, stronger guys could help them do that. Yeah, this these are the kind of free agents that I like the second tier high third tier guys that you don't expect anything more than bottom six production but you expect them to be solid bottom sixers and they're not going to cost you a lot of money that's a smart way to go about the UFAs I mean unless you're going to sign Eric Carlson but you're not so yeah I wouldn't hate um I wouldn't hate Connolly and I wouldn't hate Furland Here's someone I absolutely hate and I can't stop seeing his name I don't hate him personally I'm saying as a pickup for the Flyers Carl freaking Haglin. Carl Haglin is not good. He's just fast. He's not good anymore. Uh, Magnus Pajarvi, you know, former failed Edmonton Oilers first (laughs) round pick, had twice as many goals as Haglin last year. He's not good anymore. This is Carl Haglin. I'm looking at his numbers and I just didn't realize how bad he was. Five goals? He played for three teams this year and had five goals. 
He's just really fast, and he's got that blonde hair that flows behind yeah. him, and people get tricked into yeah. thinking he's doing something. A couple he's of years, just skating. A couple of years ago, I would have loved Carl Haglin. I just sure. don't see... He's not that good anymore. Yeah, I, and he made... Carl Haglin. He made $4 million on his last contract a season. Like, what kind of pay cut is he going to want to take? He was on three teams last year. Yeah, I know. I hate him. I'm going to jump in right here, and we're going to throw in the ad break right here, because by the time I get to where it is in the outline... The show is going to be okay. over. Uh, so I'm going to say ad break right here, and we'll be back on the other side, finishing up this list with something I know Kelly is very interested in. All right, guys, we are back, and I have to finish up this list here. Uh, two names left. This one I honestly just threw on there for Kelly, and because <laughs> I saw the Penguins, basically I think it was Rutherford came out and said, actually, no, we're not trading him. Uh, Phil Kessel, nobody wants it. Well, he doesn't want to be traded. He keeps, you know, he's, he's got a, I think, eight-team trade list, and it's put together pretty strategically in terms <laughs> of who is and isn't going to trade for him. Phil Kessel. I mean, now Phil! there's a guy. Talk about someone who would score a ton of goals on this team. He sure would. And the thing is, like, if you could get him yeah. for, like, nothing, like, why the hell not? Yeah, like, I'm not giving them Ghost and Eleven, and that's what no. it's going to take. Like, you get, like, Hag and a fifth. Yeah. And you give me Phil Kessel. <laughs> I'm doing that trade every day. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to give the Penguins that much. No. I'm not giving the Penguins fucking anything. And to, they're not going to gonna get, give us Phil Kessel. To get out of cap hell... And to improve their team, I am not giving the Pittsburgh shitbirds fucking anything. We would have to pull a San Jose Sharks move, like three trade yeah. thing to get anything out of them anyway. Last but not least, a guy who had a better year last year than I thought, Matt Zuccarella, uh, only played 48 games. Of course, he got hurt uh, blocking a shot, broke his arm like right away when the Dallas Stars got him. 12 goals, 40 points. Uh, managed a real strong playoff when he returned from injury. was one of the, uh, one of the cogs for Dallas in their kind of unlikely run. I, I know his age. I know now he's coming off an injury, but I wouldn't mind this guy at all. No, I, I actually think that he's uh, still a very good player. Yeah, I was surprised by how productive he was last year. It's going to, for me, it would depend on the price. Sure. Yeah. And two years, I also Two years, three million. Totally. And I think that the way that he's <laughs> been um, embraced in Dallas, I'm yeah. not sure whether they're going to let him go. I think that they're going to throw money at yeah, him. Yeah, and Dallas is, in, Dallas is in win-now mode. I don't see them... Um, I don't see them letting a guy walk who was, like I said, especially in the playoffs, that good for them. Yeah. But it was just a guy on the UFA list that I was like, oh, he was that better. That would be interesting. He was better than yeah. I thought. Um, so, fam, Stanley Cup Final, Game 7 tomorrow. Well, to, if you're listening, you know, whenever. Uh, it's Wednesday night in Boston. Who you got? Blues, baby. Go Blues. Play Gloria. You know it's going to be the Bruins. No, I don't. It's the Bruins. They're, no. they're not losing Game 7 at home. 
They right? might. They might. They lost at home twice this year. That wasn't game seven. Well, you know. Listen, here's the thing. Tuca's not going to let if, them lose. If Tuca is human for approximately 10 seconds in this game, the Blues are going to win. All right. That's what I'm saying. You heard it here first. I I honestly don't know who's going to win, but I want it to be the Blues. I'm so anti-Blues. Because, <sighs> oh my God, if I... It's going to be great for my own personal content, the amount of content that I'll be able to produce about Craig Berube and Braden Shen lifting the cup as soon as they escaped the clutches of Ron Hextall. It is. Oh like, if I... I can't wait to write I'm that article. If I'm another GM in the league of a contending team, given their history, I am calling the Flyers and trying to get literally fucking anybody, <laughs> anybody in the organization I'm just trying to get. You got yeah. an assistant coach and a trainer you want to trade me? Like, I am trying to get anyone from this goddamn team. The Flyers are like that dude who every girl he dates, as soon as they break up, she gets married. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Good luck, Chuck. What was that movie? I think it was. Something yeah, like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> Mid-2000s rom-com. Uh, yeah, I just... Don't movie me. It's it's just... it's, And I don't even care about this one, because like, no. Brayden Shen didn't do shit for the first three rounds. I was Craig ready for Ruby him to go. did a bad job here. Like, I, It's not even that. He had a terrible it's team, just too. It's just, oh, who yeah. cares? Yeah. yeah. It's just the He's fact... He's still the interim coach down there. It's just the fact that it keeps happening. I know. It's pretty it funny. It keeps freaking happening. How? It's extremely flyers. Like, and I can't say that's the reason. I'm not... I've already laid out my reasons for rooting for the Bruins. It's, it's because I have coincidence. mental... I have I, I, I have mental issues. You when hate it comes yourself. To, no, it's that... <laughs> I mean, come on. Admit it, because that's what we all do here. I'm at... Uh, I'm just at capacity with Boston. Like, they can't piss me off any more than they have. But, and the Blues winning would... Uh, that would be more for St. Louis. That would be more. I don't need it. I get it. I no, I, it. I totally get the rationale. I, I completely understand. We I don't need... that kid. I don't want to see him on tour. I'm going to look at that freaking picture all day when mm. the Bruins have their parade and hate it. Oh. But... I'll, oh, get, I'll get over it the next day. Oh, God. I won't. Um, I hope someone takes the sign off him and beats him with it. <laughs> Just breaks it over his head. Remember that kid who was crying after the Bruins lost Game 7 in 2010? I liked that picture, too. Like <laughs> a, his, a small his child. painted, right? No, no. it was like a yeah, small child no. sitting in the sands in a Bruins jersey crying. We talked about this uh, at the top of the... <laughs> Screw you, kid. <laughs> That's great. We talked about this earlier in the show. Um... You know, it's not like this is Sharks Lightning or whatever. The Bruins were very good all year. They might have been the second best team in the league all year when you really look at it. Uh, But when you look at these two teams, roster for roster, are the Flyers that far away? Like, because you posted, you posted this from uh, an what is this one? Sportsnet. PSN. It was Sportsnet. yeah, Sportsnet. Uh, And it's a lot of the things I've been telling myself. And the number one thing. Is Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes do, down do, to do, for do, me. Do, do. As I mean, long look as our, at the Bruins. As long as, yeah, and that's the other reason I'm kind of rooting for the Bruins is all that, oh, Tim, we need Tim Thomas, Tim Grass <laughs> can't win the big game, and it's like, he's single-handedly winning you Single-handedly. Uh, Marshan's been real good. They have a lot How of good players, you. but he's a really good player. <laughs> he's a total dick, and God. like, I would love to fight him. I mean, he'd whoop my ass. But I've I'm just, never wanted to slap somebody more. <laughs> yeah. Like a stranger. That's a big part of his game. <sighs> 
<sighs> and he does a lot of dumb stuff and sometimes hurt, hurts his team, but he's a net positive at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it sucks. It really does suck. Uh, much like my boy Tom Wilson. Uh, but no, he's much better than Tom Wilson, obviously. He's 100 Why did you even mention him on the show? Because it's fun. Or fun People get you. so mad when I talk about how I like Tom Wilson. Uh, but are the Flyers really that far away? When you look at, and now this is a lot of potential. It has a lot of young guys finally got to take another step. They need to make additions. But when you really look at it, they have the cash, they have the assets, they have the veterans still producing, they have a, one C in his prime. Are they that far away? No. And that's the thing that I, I really wish that Flyers fans would take a step back. This article is written written by someone completely objectively yeah, looking at these teams. Yeah. It's Sportsnet. They're up in Canada. They don't give a shit about the Flyers. They don't need to pump them up. This is just an objective look, and I think it was five teams in this article. That Six teams six that teams. could emerge Stanley Cup contenders in the next three years. Written by uh, Rory Boylan. So, so here's the thing. A, a lot of what, and if you come to the flyby tomorrow, you can read this link. Um, a lot of this stuff is is what ifs. Yeah. It's potential and things that the Flyers have to do to get there. But there's literally no reason to believe that they're not going to do these things. Yeah, I and ha- that's, as someone who is usually mad and will be super mad if they don't do a bunch of things they should do, yes, I I will be pissed when they don't make the right additions. But until then, I'm thinking that they're going to because Chuck kind of keeps saying we're going to. So That whole bias for action thing seems to be real. They're doing things. They're not big things yet, but they're doing things. I mean, we'll see. I, I am a lot more pessimistic about the state of this team than you two are um, because I was convinced that last season was going to be the season that they took a step and then everything fell apart. And while it all fell apart, there were giant poops. Yeah, I'm- yeah, but they didn't do anything. And yeah. Haxall was still here. As mad, All of those things are gone. As mad as I am about last season, because I thought they were a team that was going to contend for the division. That was my, we're going to win or contend for the division. Top three, be right there yep. with Pittsburgh and Washington. That's what I thought we were going to be. Turns out Pittsburgh wasn't as good as I thought. Blah, blah, blah. We know. Anyway, I thought that's who they were. But I'm willing to go, we had no goaltender for the first third of the season. And our coach is a big dummy. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I don't, for me, comparing the current state of the Flyers to last season, it's just a fruitless exercise. They're not the same team. They're not the same organization top to bottom. They have Carter Hart now who's proven that he can be a starter in this league. It's not the same team. But it is the same team. No, it's not. It's the same dudes that are on the ice. It's the same dudes. It's a a completely different organization from the the top down organizationally. But it's the same dudes on the ice. The same dudes because it's June eleventh. Like they're going to make changes. Okay, they're going but, to sign guys. And but right now, it's the same dudes with a different coach, with a different general manager, with and a, a different, different attitude, goalie. a different goaltender for an entire season. Like Carter there are things there. that I are mean, different. Okay, but it's still the same without Yuri Latera, without Corbin Knight. Like there are things Yuri Latera didn't play last year. I yeah, mean, Corbin Knight so did. I mean, he played in Hackstall's last game. They scratched <laughs> Limblom. They won't be scratching Oscar Limblom for Yuri Latera in right. December. No. Yeah, like that won't be happening. And listen, yes, so many guys have to like Travis Konechny, another step. Nolan Patrick, huge freaking step. Oscar Limblom, more consistent. Travis Sanheim, more consistent. Ivan Provorov, bounce back, get better. Ghost, if he's here, has to be better. There are things that have to be true and. 
as we've seen with goalies in the past, Carter Hart has to not be fool's gold or at least yeah. not play like his age. Yeah. Last year, we saw a prodigy and went, oh, he is ready. Shit. Was not expecting that this early. All these things have to come true, but until they don't, I don't see why you would say they're not going to. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not going to. I'm, I'm preaching caution because it is still, even with a new coach who... And general manager. I don't give a fuck about the general manager. I mean, that makes a difference as far as constructing a team's roster. I'm I'm looking at the guys that are on the ice. Okay. I mean, we say all the time that all coaches are bad and what do coaches actually do. So I'm also taking that piece away. It's the same dudes on the ice. It's the same dudes that we saw last season. It's the same dudes that we saw the season before. We're only going to get, you know, we're going to get the full season of Carter Hart. Who's going to be the backup could be the same fucking dude that we've been seeing for the past two seasons. Who's we don't a quite a good backup. I have so I'm, little interest in Brian <laughs> Elliott. If they bring back Brian I don't Elliott, think they're going to. If they bring back Brian Elliott, that'll be the first strike against Chuck for me. That'll I, be okay. What are we looking at here? Because I'm just this guy's I'm never going to be healthy. I'm just preaching caution. Alex Lyon's going to be playing for this team. If 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 Brian Elliott's the backup, Alex Lyon will play for this team, and that's something I've. Oh, uh, maybe it'll well. be maybe it'll be Sandstrom. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I, that would be absolutely <laughs> freaking incredible if we just were like, you know what? Do it. Hart and Felix Hart the Cat. And Felix. We're doing it. Let's do it. Baby Shark and Felix the Cat. I'm into it. Going for it. Oh my God. Can we do that? <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Why did you no, give we stuff can't. something? We can't oh possibly God. do that. You're the biggest Felix the Cat fan in the world. I know, but I don't, I'm not going to call him small animal names. <laughs> no. No. Carter. I can't, no, I don't. Do 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 do. I can't right. do that. All right. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio. This we did week. it. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us those good reviews. Give us those five stars. And come to our draft party Friday, June 21st at Fieldhouse. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. We're going to be raffling off some really cool stuff, and we're going to be there, and we're pretty fun. Whether or not the Flyers have a pick, we will be doing this. So come. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about Yeah!